few things, just let me just set some things up like I did this morning. Um, we live in different times as we all know. And just since, how many of you are here this morning? Okay, and then, so that's about half of you. So um, just to do a little bit of an update, just since this morning, I'm sure you've seen some news, things keep progressing, don't they? Yeah. Uh, don't get stuck in an airport tomorrow. If you got a ticket to go somewhere, I would stay home. That's what I would do at this point. Uh, interesting times that we live in. But um, James, I went to Costco <laughs> Friday. I saw you had your, your Instagram was great. How many of you follow James on Instagram? A few so, of you? So did you see that video? That was great. So it's far more dangerous to be at Costco right now than it is to contract the coronavirus. Yeah. I just want to say that for the record. Yes, it is. These people are punching each other. These people are pushing. In the city of Signal Hill, the whole, we were talking to some of the officers on duty. Their whole job for the last three or four days has been to monitor the stores. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely obscene. Uh, but yeah, don't get me started on that. It's, it's crazy. I am going to get you started on it. Can I ask you this question? Yes. Yes, me. Anything if, you want. If a person has to buy... 150 rolls of toilet paper for the next two weeks, they probably should already be in the hospital right now, shouldn't they? They have two problems. You, I, I would think Here so. They have major internal problems or major mental problems. I'm it's, just saying, I'm, I mean, just, I'm like, what I mean, is this? I don't know. So, so what we have in America, Lord. we've created safe spaces. Oh. So when, seriously, so when you look at it, we got half of our country wants a safe space. So when you look at Carl's it, Jr. and Stadium Pizza are my safe places. I just want to know. <laughs> That's a big ad for Stadium, stadium pizza. pizza. It's the best part stadium of pizza it's the the best, local it's the best part like of San Jacinto. I just want you to know that. So everybody's anyway. watching online. <laughs> if you're ever allowed to travel in the air again, come on out to Stadium Pizza. <laughs> Maybe not Carl's Jr., but Stadium Pizza. And, yeah. Yeah. There's Whoa. a few places. You like the Tillos too? Ask Steve. Where's Steve? How does Steve end up being as skinny as he is when he eats like t it doesn't make sense that to boy anyway. is a pig hey what? <laughs> <laughs> all right so here's the scoop so i'm going to update people who are watching online because and and also you so yep. we are in riverside county you're in los angeles county yep. correct mm -hmm. okay so where we are in riverside county is for everybody online um uh we have some different rules that have been laid out for us over the past few days. Los Angeles County, San Bernardino County, Orange County have not done this yet, as far as I know. I didn't check with them today, but I know on Friday they didn't have the same complications we had. They're probably going to. So yeah. I, I believe they are. And the Riverside County Health Department issued an order, not a suggestion. It was an order. No more seats, than, no more people than 250. So we set up 240 seats in here. We spread them all out because Pastor Tom doesn't want to go to jail over this. And we gave safe spaces, uh, what do you call it? social distancing. That's, that's what's going on here. So when you look, we got social distancing. Uh, the coronavirus apparently is a heavy virus. It, it doesn't travel very far. So if it comes out of your mouth, it goes down. And, and James is going to be talking more into these things in a minute. But you, you look at this, so that, that explains uh, that. And... Um, it travels so we 10, check. Feet, 10 feet, by the 10 way. 10 feet? Oh, I heard When you cough, it goes about 10 well, feet. Well, what if you just... 
your like, cough, if you, so if you go like this, your cough. <laughs> now those people are probably affected right now. I just, I've been rehearsing that cough, by the way. It's a pretty good. You've been rehearsing it, or you actually got some? I've been rehearsing it. Yeah. You know what he warned me when I was joking around about that earlier back there? He goes, don't do that too much, James. You do it, you're going to start coughing for real. Yeah. I, I did so I, we, we checked with two attorneys on this to see what, what really are the restrictions. And then I had a, a friend who's also a sheriff. So we had three different people. My friend's the sheriff, Riverside County Sheriff. He said, it's actually a misdemeanor, punishable by jail and a fine. Yeah. Crazy. You can steal a car, use drugs, and not go to jail, but have a church service with too many people, and you go to jail. So you look at that, that is the world we live in. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I also want to uh, mention this. Uh, if you've noticed, we didn't pass out tithe bags tonight. We're being safe compliant, because you know you got to touch those things. Um, but we appreciate your tithes, and uh, you can tithe through the boxes, Everybody watching online, also you can tithe online. And I do want to say this, anybody watching online, uh, our church has shrunk from about 3,000 adults on a weekly attendance down to uh, not very many. And if you're watching online, you want to support us, we would really appreciate that to support the ministry here. Uh, 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 and that would be through, uh, you can go to hopeforourtimes.com and check out that. Uh, but we do appreciate that because it's definitely a big hit. And it is what it is, yep. and we praise God that he's on the throne, and sooner or later, and I'm hoping sooner, we're going to be home with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, amen to that. Amen. amen. So you look at these things, um, we're, lots of questions are coming up. I've read different statistics, let me read this to you, and then I'm going to have you comment. Let's see, this is... Do, 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 do. Derek Redingo on uh, internet Instagram, he posted this. During the Obama administration, the H1N1 virus, um, U.S. cases 60.8 million, death. That's a low US, number. It's a super low number. Well, okay, 12,469. And, and this is just in the United States, right? Trump. Under Trump administration, U.S. cases 1,329, U.S. deaths 38. Under the pr uh, previous administration, the media didn't say a, a word. The current administration, I mean, the case is just ridiculous. During the tenure... It is ridiculous, during and, the, and you think it's the end of the world. Yeah, during the tenure of the Obama administration, there were half a million people that died with uh, H1N1 or, uh, or otherwise known as bird flu, or other uh, common flus, and that does not count the regular CDC numbers for the flu season. And as a matter of fact, um, the Obama administration did literally nothing about it. I mean, literally nothing about it until there were something like 30 million infections as it related to million. H1N1, okay? So just so that, I mean, there was no task force assembled, there was no anything, and the one who oversaw that task force was our friend Joe Biden, who um, was, he, well, he was working with China as they were paying his son a billion dollars. And anyway, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to just lose my mind. But, but, here's, but, but here's the thing. It's just the lies in the media are substantial. There's a reason why I hate the news media. I have a deep-rooted passion for it. For, for, uh, it's I hate the news media. They are the enemy's hand 
in much of this. And I'm going to, uh, there's a, you'll see, I'll make a point of this. Let me ask you this. Yep. So you, you look Matthew chapter 24, the first sign yep. that Jesus says, be, uh, be watchful that nobody deceives you. Right. Right. And then 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, yeah, in the last days, delusion. God will send a strong delusion upon yep. the people because they would not receive the love of the truth. That's right. A total rejection of Jesus. They want man as their God. Yep. And, and we live, I would say we live in a world that is easily deceived. Absolutely. And we have this delusion. Absolutely. And would you say that's what, why we're witnessing these? You have a lot of statistics, and I don't yeah. want you to go through some of those. But is that, and we have the media that is just seems to be driving this. Well, I had a conversation with somebody recently who, um, who's a, a pretty solid believer who says that they are uh, pretty much tired of Christians that say they support President Trump because President Trump is an immoral man. So I stopped him for a minute and I said, okay, let, let, let me just do this for just one second. Let me concede to your uh, ill-advised point that President Trump is an immoral man. Let's just stop for a second and let's, let's just... Let me concede to that for one second, okay? Who would you say was a good example of a moral president that, that everybody loved and was good for Christianity? And he immediately, George Bush Jr. So yeah, I liked George Bush Jr. Thought he was a good president. Okay, fair enough. Um, did George Bush Jr. ever cut funding to Planned Parenthood? Actually, the answer is no, he increased planning to Planned Parenthood, funding to Planned Parenthood. Did George Bush Jr. ever participate in a March for Life? No. President Trump has not only done those things, he's eliminated funding for Planned Parenthood. For those of you, for those of you that know anything about adoption, he's making it easier for Americans to adopt children because he knows this is the way to combat abortion in this country. And he is the single most destructive force that has ever existed in this country towards the cause, the nefarious and wicked cause of abortion that's ever existed. Folks, listen to me, listen to me good. This is the major reason why the left hates Donald Trump. They hate him more than anything for this reason, more than anything. And second to that would probably be Israel. Okay, the, the, the issue that we continue to forget are the lies that are being told because of a video that got caught from his previous days. Who knows about any of that stuff? I'm just going to say this. I have very good friends that are close to the White House right now that are actually close to President Trump. And that man is listening to the voices of godly people. And he's making the right decisions, not only for this country, but he's making the right decisions for the people that uh, even don't even know, like people that don't even realize their need for that type of decision making to go on. This is one of my favorite ones. This outbreak, okay, coronavirus, COVID-19 is out and about. November we hear about it, December we hear about it. Nobody pays any attention to it. Who cares? President Trump puts out an order, beginning of the year, no one travels to China or comes back from China. He sets up a quarantine. Instantly, the left says, you're a racist. You're not only a racist, but you're evil for doing that. You're targeting them. You're tar blah, 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 blah. And I do say blah, 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 blah. A month later, 
when they realize that all of their other attempts, their nefarious attempts to take down the credibility of the perhaps what might be one of the best presidents that we've ever had, fails, when President Trump had already assembled a task force of scientists to deal with COVID, these people were still in the House and in the Senate trying to impeach him. By the way, for illegal, unconstitutional reasons. No president in the history of the United States has ever been impeached for any of the nonsense. You know the two articles, what they were centered around, right? They were centered around the idea of abuse of power, baloney. They wouldn't know what abuse of power was with him if it hit him in the face. They violate it all the time. Forgive me for saying this, Hunter Biden, hint, hint. I'm, for, I'm not going to even get on that. Forgive me. <laughs> abuse of power. Second issue, and this one's a big one. This one drives me crazy. Obstruction of Congress. Now, how do you obstruct Congress when Article 2 takes away the authority for Congress to do what they're doing with the president? They actually have to vote to proceed with the uh, process of impeachment, render an investigation, and then with that authority, they have subpoena power. So now they're going and they're saying, we subpoena all of this from you, President Trump. His lawyers are doing what they're supposed to be doing and saying, sorry, you can't do this. This is against the law. And they're getting upset because when he now goes to the Senate, oh, and by the way, we must impeach him right away. We must impeach him right away. They impeach him. And then after impeaching him, they won't deliver the documents to the Senate for almost a month, actually just over a month. Oh, we're in a rush. Finally, they deliver to the Senate and they say it is an absolute travesty that he cannot, that we cannot have a fair trial here by bringing in witnesses. Forget about the fact that there are 70 plus witnesses that were interviewed in secret and were not granted access by Congress for the president's attorneys to be able to cross-examine. I could get a ticket right now. I could get a speeding ticket and I would have more due process afforded to me than the president of the United States had several months ago. Okay. So anytime you hear the media opening their mouths and talking about how corrupt this president is, just remember they're all liars. And this is how you know they're lying, because they're moving their mouths, right? <laughs> or they're writing something down in a newspaper, okay? This is reality, guys. I just want you to understand that and be aware because the liars that are on CNN, MSNBC, listen, sometimes Fox can get a little weird about stuff, right? But the liars that are going on these stations, they're influencing the mind and the hearts of believers because believers are going and they're listening to repetitive. This is something Hitler said a long time, a long time ago. You tell a lie long enough, often enough, the people will believe it. So these people are saying this and Christians are beginning to believe the lie. Now, shall we just talk about a lie for a second? You want to go over some statistics? Yes. Let's do that. Can we switch over to this? Are we switched over to this laptop yet? Or are we? Uh... Uh, we're going to switch right now. Chris, okay. Kevin, can you switch over to this here? You can switch. Okay. Now, before he goes on to this, I want to say this is all I needed to do with James. He said, what are we going to talk about tonight? I said, I'm just going to go throw fuel on the fire and let you burn. He loves, by fun. the way, <laughs> this is ridiculous because he loves this and he, and, and, and he gets me in trouble every single time. But here we go. Okay. Pay attention. It's not, it's not on yet. Oh, it's not on? No, I think it is. I think we have a blank oh, screen. Oh, you are. Okay. Pay attention to these numbers. Okay. The majority of infections in this country, let's talk about coronavirus for just a second. These are real numbers. They're established numbers. The majority of infections of the coronavirus are roughly 
that are mild. Mild meaning nothing. In some cases, you don't even know you have it. In some cases, you're not even coughing. In some cases, you're not even reacting, okay? The percentage of hospitalizations, which is roughly 13%, almost 14%, listen to this statistic. Of that 14%, we're not talking about people who are on breathers. We're not talking about people who are in intensive care. We're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about people who go to the hospital because they didn't want to wait in urgent care. We're talking about people who needed to go in for a breathing treatment, maybe because they had a bronchial asthmatic condition, something like that. It was something to that effect, okay? The 4.7% of those are the ones that are critical that are being hospitalized, okay? By the way, just so you know, that's a nothing number compared to the flu today. And we'll talk about that in just a second because I think it's important you guys know the truth, okay? Look at this. Take a look at the percentage of people who are actually recovering. If 100% represents the number of people that are infected, okay, 45.7% are still currently ill, and that's because they're waiting for the flu to take its course, okay? And 50.7%, they've already recovered. Not only have they recovered, they've developed antibodies to the disease or to the virus. There are people right now in Israel that are experimenting with ripping that antivirus out and using it for healing purposes, just FYI, okay? That one or that 3.7% that you, oh, sorry, I'm pointing at your face. That 3.7%, I know, that, that right there. I'll, that look three, this, I'll look this way. That Let me get out of the way. I wound them up. I can get yeah, out of the way now, right? That 3.7% that you're looking <laughs> you at are, the, are the deaths. I know it is. It really is a much better screen. Um, they're resulting in deaths. I'm help you. Right? Are you going to go to the other side? Oh, there you go. Okay, perfect. Fair enough. Um, <coughs> good. See, I just coughed right now, too, so good you said that. Um, Sorry. 3.7% represents the deaths that have resulted from this, which, by the way, is technically a high morbidity rate. It really is, right? But you have to keep in mind that those that are being predominantly exposed to this and these statistics are in different age groups. We're going to go over that in just a second, okay? Let's go over that. Let's talk about the ages of the people most affected, right? Did you notice in this, if you're looking at it, above 80, 80 years of age are the ones that are the most affected by this. And I'm going to, I don't even look at this because I have these memorized, okay? Roughly one in six people who are over 80 are dying from this virus, okay? So if you look at the numbers and you go down from zero to nine, the age is zero to nine, and you can confirm it. I'm, I have this by memory. I've committed to this, guys. I'm looking up these numbers. I've researched them. Zero to nine years of age, not a single person has died yet, okay? When you get to 10 to 19, the numbers are extraordinarily low. I think the number is like one in every 500. And if you look at the numbers, it's all the way across until you start getting into the 50s. And even in the 50s, the numbers are so remarkably low, it's not even funny. So the people that are dying the most are the ones that are in their 80s, and that is not related to their age as much as a compromised immune system or some malfunction as it relates to the cardiothoracic system or the cardiovascular system, which we'll talk about in this next slide. These are the conditions that are contributing to deaths with people who actually have this disease, who actually are contracting the coronavirus, okay? So if you look at it, cardiovascular disease is the number one contributor to this. When we look at diabetes as second, we're talking about diabetes with certain comorbidities, okay? Meaning there are other 
aspects of their physical condition that is affecting them. They might have a compromised immune system based on medication that's being given to them to combat insulin resistance, for example. Okay, so there's things that contribute to this that are causing this to happen. And by the way, we have lots of documented cases of people with diabetes who have passed this through their body with no problem. Right? Just as we know there are some people with cardiovascular disease that have actually survived this, right? Um, <clears throat> now, if you have dilated uh, cardiomyopathy, you might have a problem, right? That's the enlarged heart. If you have a malfunction with the upper and lower left and right ventricle, ventricle and atrium, you might have an issue. But for the most part, you're going to be, lots of people are okay that are dealing with these conditions. But this shows you what some of the underlying conditions are. Now, how contagious and deadly is COVID? Take a look at that, just for a quick second. Folks, the numbers here are staggering. It is incredibly low. Tuberculosis is more deadly than this. SARS is more deadly than this. The bird flu is more deadly than this. I mean, you look around, there are tons of conditions that are far more deadly. Look at this. When you look at COVID, COVID is literally in the between a half a percent, a half a percent to maybe, maybe, maybe what might be one and a half percent after this pandemic is over, right? Um, maybe, maybe you'll have that. And some of these go as high as 60%, folks. 60% of the people that contract it die. And yet we're not really worried about it. We're not even really thinking about it. As horrible as that sounds, but it's actually true. Look at the fatality rates by country. Of course, China's gonna have the, the largest fatality rate. Right, the one that comes after that is Italy. You wanna know why Italy has the largest fatality rate? Because an overwhelming amount of the population in Italy is over 80 years old with underlying conditions. And they don't have the kind of resources that we have in the United States of America, and this is why a lot of these are going on. Look at where the US falls. And that number, by the way, is gonna drop as the cases go up internationally, folks. So things are changing quite a bit. Here's something that will help you understand why we're doing what we're doing. See, the reason why everybody's saying you can't gather and this and that, well, I have a theory on the reason why people are saying you can't gather. I think it's a direct attack on the church, but that's a whole different other story. We're going to get okay, to that. Okay, we'll get there in a we're minute. We're going to get to that because I'm going to yeah. ask you. But this curve here that you're looking at, listen to me, folks, there is validity in them saying, be careful where you congregate. There is validity in them saying, wash your hands, use common sense. From a medical perspective, they're absolutely right when they say take care of yourself. Because here's the thing, if what they're doing is sincere and not nefarious, what they're attempting to do is make this virus be represented by the lower hill as opposed to the upper hill. If you have the lower hill represented and everybody in the country were to contract the coronavirus, incredibly small amount of people would be affected by it. As a matter of fact, it would almost be at the level of a common flu or a common cold. But if people contract the virus at this much higher steep hill, lots of people die. And here's the reason why lots of people die, because we don't have enough emergency responders, we don't have enough equipment, we don't have enough people to deal with it all at once. Now, by the way, why is it that we're scared of this? And why is it we don't have enough people to deal with it at once? Because the system as it is, as existed in this country for 80 years has never changed. 
The President of the United States, in case you, you, you watched on Friday, got up there, declared a state of emergency, and the reason why he declared a state of emergency wasn't to be symbolic and say, we're having an emergency here. He did that so that he could have constitutional power afforded to him as a member of the executive, as the executive, to be able to put in funding that allows him to say, forget you government, what you're doing doesn't work, I'm bringing in the private industry. And did you see all of those people that were members of the private industry, right? From testing all the way, you might have heard a very key word that uh, some of the people use, throughput, right? What does throughput mean? In digital terms, when we're talking about computer technology, we're talking about the ability for lots of information to travel through all in one pipe. Well, that's exactly the same issue here. We want to be able to take care of more people at the same time than we ever have been before. What President Trump is saying is the system has never been good enough or equipped to do it, so he's saying, I'm going to change it. The fake news media is saying he's crazy, he's going off the rails, he's dismantling the CDC, he's doubling, he's throwing these guys away, he's stopping them, and Joe Biden is up there who can't even remember his name, okay, <laughs> basically saying, well, you've got one guy who's a communist who says, I'd rather you wait in line for bread while you're dying of the flu, right? who actually says, if you're over 80 years old, why should we even treat you? You're going to die anyway, right? Seriously. And then you got another guy who can't even remember his own name, who basically, we saw his track record. We saw how he operated things. When he was in charge of the task force, we saw exactly what he did. He destroyed a lot of people's lives because he was more worried about all kinds of other things. And truth be told, I'm shocked and I'm just, I'm blown away at the fact that President Obama would actually see him as being equipped enough to be able to deal with it because, my goodness, we prayed for him so much. The tragedy that he experienced with his son dying, that his mind wasn't clear. No, no father is designed to survive his child. So why am I taking a guy like this and putting him in charge of something like this when he's clearly not equipped, he's emotionally compromised, and so now they're condemning the president for saying, enough of this, I'm going to fix it, right? I watched Obama, very end of his presidency. He said, no way. What is, what is President Trump going to do? Raise a, 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 you know, wave a magic wand and increase the GDP by one point? That's absurd. That'll never happen. Now, okay, how about three points, right? <laughs> Unemployment will never be that low, right? It's ridiculous. And forgive me for saying this, but the party that he represents and the people that they represent are the most racist group of people that have ever existed in this country. Can I give you one example of this, right? People who are in the field of speech language pathology, for example, who have the responsibility of helping children get better in the way that they communicate. They are specifically told in the state of California, these are democratic policies, right? You are not allowed to correct a young black child if a black child says acts or anything like that. What they say is, this is the way that they speak in their culture, African-American vernacular English, that's what they call it, it was referred to as uh, you know, Ebonics before, and before any of you get mad at me, go, oh, James is going down a road he shouldn't be going. I'm more African than most people here, okay? My mom and my dad were born and raised in Egypt. That's a pure-blooded African country. So let me explain something to you. They tell these kids, we can't correct you, you go on, and this is what happens. Then they go to white people and they, t they educate them on the subject of white privilege. You have white privilege and you're at an advantage, so you need to lower yourself and give somebody else an advantage that doesn't have the ability. This is what they teach people in school. 
So now you have a sweet kid, God forbid, he's a wonderful, beautiful, sweet child of God that God created who was never corrected from saying things like acts, flow, all the other things that, that get said, the F's where the, where the THs should be, all of that, and that kid goes in for a job interview. A kid is 20 years old, he goes in for a job interview thinking that he's entitled to the job when I've got a same kid who goes in there who's beautifully articulate, who speaks clearly, not only speaks clearly, but he has a, 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 he's done a lot more with his education, and this, guess what? He gets hired before the black kid gets hired. And what does the government say? Well, that's wrong, you were afforded this. You know what they're saying? They're saying, you're too stupid because you're black to be able to improve with your language. That's what they're saying. Now, mind you, they did this once before. Actually, many times before in U.S. history, they did this. They did this with an elite group of pilots by the name of the Tuskegee Airmen. They told those guys, you are, too, you are too stupid. The blood vessels in your brain will close when you hit a certain amount of Gs when you go on an airplane, so you're not going to be great pilots. And what did they say? They said, forget that. We refuse to accept what they've told us. We are better than all of them. And they are the greatest airmen that have ever existed in United States history. It got to the point, listen to this, it got to the point where white pilots, white people who were getting bomber pilots that were going into Germany actually told their superiors, we will be derelict of our duty. We refuse to fly into Berlin unless we have the escorts of the Red Tails. Why? Because the Tuskegee Airmen have one distinction. They have many distinctions. Of one of those distinctions, they are the only fighter pilot unit in U.S. history that never lost an escort. Those men gave their lives, right? Now imagine if we told those guys, you're black and you can't achieve anything because of your race. Imagine. Imagine if my dad believed that garbage when he came from this country with a medical degree and had to recertify himself while he was a security guard making a living only to become a microbiologist with the county of Los Angeles. Now you think about that for a minute. Imagine if we were told those things. Well, you come from this culture, so you can't do that. Folks, it's the most racist baloney I have ever heard. The president gets up there, he says, what do you have to lose? You guys are living in the slums. You guys are better than this. You're all winners. Let's make this work together. Why are you, hey, listen, you're bummed because you can't get a job? Go to school! Let me help you. Go do this. Get involved in a trade. Go do something like that. And these kids are being told for the first time that their life has value, that they're important. You want to talk about racism, okay? Look about uh, the whole family planning nonsense that they call it, right? Okay, think about this for just a moment with the issue of abortion. Planned Parenthood. When Planned Parenthood was created, it was created with the intent to destroy the lives of the black race. They planted, today to this day, you go and you find Planned Parenthood buildings, they're all over places where there are minorities. That's where it is. You won't see Planned Parenthood in rich white neighborhoods. And the argument will be, well, they don't need it over there, and these people really need it over there, they need to make a decision. No, you are all for killing everybody in that race. And this is your best way of doing it. You deceive them. You tell them they can't do it. When in reality, why not take that child that you're about to have and make an adoption plan? Give it to some parents that really, give that child to some parents that not only want to minister to that baby and love that baby, but also want to minister to and love that mom who's in crisis and teach her to get off of her, her feet. Make her believe that she's more than they're telling her that she is, right? That's the problem with all of this, folks. That's the problem with all of this. Now, let me show you. I'm going to make my point. 
as I show you this. Look at the next statistic. These are the disease deaths per day worldwide. Look at the big ones. Oh, good. We got them right here. Look now at the big ones. Better. Tuberculosis is the biggest one at 3,000 deaths per day. Hepatitis B, pneumonia, HIV, AIDS, malaria. Look at all of them. It's all the way down. Seasonal flu, 1,027 deaths a day worldwide of the seasonal flu. Oh, let's go back. COVID, 70. That number is probably now about 120. Okay? You want to talk about the seasonal flu for just a minute? Let me give you some statistics on the seasonal flu. I did this not so that I could have reference to it. I did it so I can show you so that you know I'm not lying. This is the, the CBC. I said the CBC. <laughs> yeah, this is the CDC. The California, I, uh, the Center for Disease Control. I've been thinking about California a lot. The Center for Disease Control. I'm a little wired. Okay. And I haven't even had my coffee. Can somebody get him some coffee, please? Watch this. Watch this for a second. Okay, let me give you these numbers. Okay? Anyone want to guess? Just take a guess. How many people in this country alone have contracted the regular flu? A lot of people say 5 million. That's a pretty good number. It's exaggerated. Folks, 51 million people just in this flu season alone, the current flu season, have contracted it. They're saying that it's at the top of that scale. How about this? 24 million have gone to the doctor over their issue to go see the doctor. How about this? Hospitalizations, most of which were serious. 670,000 hospitalizations from November of 2019 to the end of the month of February 2020. Anyone want to guess at how many deaths they estimate it to be? As high as 55,000 deaths for this year's flu season. Oh, and by the way, these are some of the lowest numbers we've seen in a very long time, just so that you know. So you might ask, why all the panic? Why are we freaking out? Why are people going crazy over this? You guys know the answer. It's the media. The enemy is using the media. Okay, let me, let me run this by you. Don't, I'm not gonna change, well, I don't have control of this slide. I'm used to telling my sound people from earlier this morning, don't change the slide yet. I have the power. I got the power. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. Let me just show this to you. How many people, or let me, let me give one statistic out and see if you can give them to me, okay? HIV, since the beginning of HIV, we're talking about in the mid-80s when nobody knew what to do, everybody was all freaked out, Rock Hudson died, we are the world, we are God's children. Remember the fundraiser Stevie Wonder did and Michael Jackson? It was a really cool song, I used to listen to it on YouTube, okay? You remember that whole thing, right? 69 million, 69 million mentions in the media of a story related to HIV since HIV has become... Into, into play. It's a pretty big number, isn't it? Pretty big number. Of all the other diseases, they drop from there. HIV is the biggest one that's got media attention. Anybody want to guess how many million? Now, we're not talking about social media. We're not talking about any of that stuff. Okay? I'm just talking about news. I'm talking about the lying newspapers, um, you know, uh, MSLSD, the Communist Nationalistic Network, Fox News, all of these people. Okay? How many million mentions do you think in four months they've had in the media? Anyone want to take a wild guess? But what is it? Okay, eight million. Okay, how many? 55 million. Pretty good numbers. Okay, ready? Get ready. Here we go. 
This is a real number. This is a real number. $2.1 billion. $2.1 billion. You wonder why people are taking runs in the grocery store? You wonder why the lines are long? Folks, let me tell you something. Truth is truth and lies are lies. And the world is accepting this. And I am disappointed in many pastors who are capitulating to this garbage. We have to encourage cleanliness. We have to encourage all of those things. But there are a lot of pastors, guys, that are not doing what Tommy's doing right now. There's a lot of pastors that are not doing what we're doing and what other, and, and I don't, I, please, 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 I don't want to judge these guys. We got lots of guys that are having to do things for different reasons, and I don't know the story on their end, so please don't think that I'm judging them. But I'm very scared with what is happening here because I think this is a dry run at the church. I think that they're looking and taking the advantage. Listen, they tried to take the president down through Mueller. They tried to take the president down through this Russia nonsense, this fake dossier that was purchased by the Clinton campaign. They're trying to take the president down on every kind of level. Listen, we have a candidate for the president of the United States who said that the moment he was elected in office, prior to the moment he's elected in office, he's going to start looking for ways to legalize the sex trade. Okay, that's what Bolshevik Bernie is doing. That's what he's doing, right? This is the mindset that we have right now. This is the idea. And yet, Christians are sitting still and we're not acknowledging it. I've actually heard Christians say this. I'm not going to vote for President Trump because I'm going to vote for somebody a little less evil than him. I'm going to vote for this person or that person. Well, look at the track record for a minute. Look at the track record. You vote for anybody other than President Trump, forgive me for saying this, I don't mean to sound offensive or anything, you're voting for a baby killer. You're voting, you're voting for somebody who does, and I'm, I don't want to be one to tell you how to vote. We live in the greatest country in, in the world, and you have that freedom to be able to vote, you know, but the laws of the land are scaring pastors into doing what I'm, away from doing what I'm doing right now. You know, and it's ridiculous because by statute we are exempt. We don't have to go to the IRS and say, I want permission to be exempt. By statute we are exempt. So you can threaten me till you're blue in the face, you're not gonna be able to take away my exemption. Oh, and by the way, President Trump, first president ever in United States history to reiterate that point, right? So there's a bigger picture involved here, folks. Listen, he's our peace. He's the one we run to. He's the one that we look to, right? We are in his hands. There are far more deadly and far more contagious diseases that are out there that we have a, a greater potential to be exposed to, but yet we continue to freak out. The Christians are supposed to be the ones that are smooth sailors. The Christians are supposed to be the one that says, yeah, look, I acknowledge this is a big deal, but we're going to trust in the Lord, and we're going to be intelligent about what we do, and we're not going to capitulate to the lies of the enemy. Amen. That was that a was lot. Awesome. I preached a message. I, I didn't mean to no, do an interview. This is, yeah. <clears throat> this is one of the... Uh, one of the beauties of having you here, which is great. <laughs> so we're actually going to, I want to have some time to have live questions from you guys. Anybody watching online can send them in, and Chris or Kevin will send them up to me here. But I want to talk about this for a minute, because yep. you set it up and you didn't know this where it's going to go. So this is after 5 p.m. today. So after we start, 5 p.m. Pacific time, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommends, right? It all starts yeah, with a recommendation. Right. Recommends 
no gatherings yep. of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks as health officials could, uh, work to contain the coronavirus outbreak. So that is not a surprise to me. So let, let's, let me set this up a little bit more. Um, casinos have closed down today. Yep. Uh, so we're watching everything contract. I said this morning, the, everything's going to contract this week. And we're gonna, there's going to be a lot more people that are a lot more alarmed when they wake up tomorrow morning and then by tomorrow evening. Even more of this is going to continue to happen. I know it's bothersome. I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. Now, we talked a little bit about this earlier today, too. Uh, in the history of this globe, I want you to think of globe. Uh, only three times in the history of the globe has the world ever experienced something like this. Uh, the days of Noah, if you're a prophecy person, those words should get your attention. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. The days of Noah, the Tower of Babel, and today, where the entire globe is affected by this thing, whether it's designed by man, released, um, or whatever it may be. It, 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 that part's irrelevant because it appears to me that we are being told that this is the greatest disaster that we're ever going to experience. Yeah. And the whole globe is walking in step together. The difference is, Americans, talked about this morning, are rushing to the store to buy toilet paper while the rest of the world is going through different types of... Uh, they're, they're, they're trained differently than Americans are. We're, we have safe spaces. We're, uh, by the way, speaking of toilet paper, went to Walmart today, this afternoon. On the way here, I went to Walmart. Why would you do that? Okay, you ready for this? We found out fast food restaurants are going to start limiting things, right? And so... Stadium pizza is open right now. It's open now. We're going to get you stadium pizza shortly. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my son said, well, I said, I I tell you what, fast food looks like it's going to be out pretty soon. I said, you can have some friends over us some hot dogs. We've got to go buy some hot dogs. <laughs> so I went to Walmart. They're out of hot dogs, the whole thing. But the beauty of it was they now are rationing toilet paper. So if you need toilet paper, they, you know, if things were rationed maybe a few days ago, we could have had hot dogs. But uh, I look at this. This is the world that we live in. Yep. And then Leon Panetta, I'm sure you saw that remark he made the other night, Friday night. I've oh, been yeah. interviewed. Oh, yeah. uh, Trump is a problem. He can't fix this. What the world, the globe, the world needs now is a world leader to seize control. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now that, if you're prophecy people, you should, that your ears should be going. So we're limiting, you can see what's happening Talk here. Talk about disgruntled. Uh, shrinking the meeting gathers. Here's a problem that happened in the Nazi days. Uh, churches had a voice, mm-hmm. right? Um, China realized churches had a voice, right? In fact, if you go back to the pre-days of America over in England, if churches had a voice, they became a problem. So you've got to limit that. You've got to control that. In the days of Nazi Germany, if your pastor went along with the narrative of the Nazis, it was okay. But if the pastor starts telling the truth, he's arrested yep. and taken away. So we're, churches have a voice. Um, we still have a voice on the Internet. But you're looking at these things. I look at this world we live in, the things that you're saying, and you're going, why are these things really happening? Uh, James, I mentioned this morning, I look at this like a huge birth pain. We're watching. You and I both pay attention to these signs. 
these birth pains, that, that, that the signs of the times will happen with frequency and intensity. Not going to go into those details right now. We've talked a lot about that. If you're prophecy people, you get that. This is a massive birth pang. So you think of a woman getting ready to have a baby. Man, that birth, it's like this baby's coming. Yep. I'm saying look up for your redemption draws near. But it's going to be a rough ride, it looks like, at the same time until we go home. Yeah, and, and the, the destructive part of all of this is the fact that Christians continue to capitulate to the idea of, well, we just want to be peacemakers, and we don't want to kick against it or whatever. And, and when I get told things like this, my response to them when they say you need to restrict your services or you need to do this or you need to do that is over my big, fat, dead, brown Egyptian body, right? And, and, and here's the reason. If it gets to the point where that's going to end up happening in our fellowship, and I'm sure I stand for, I speak for Tom when I say this, it's not going to be without a court battle. It's not going to be without a fight. It's not going to be without a swing or two. And if I have to be the only one to do it for everybody else, then that's exactly what's going to happen. But my point is this. When we capitulate to the mindset that says, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to just give in to whatever the requests are, it's crazy. Here's my question. What changed between yesterday and today? What changed between three months ago and today? Folks, nothing. Except the panic, the pandemonium, and people who are really more concerned with their political constituency. That's what's driving all of this. That's what's driving all of this. It's absolutely crazy. How about this? How would you like the fact that the president goes out there to declare a state of emergency and does a phenomenal job with this presentation and shows all the steps that he's taken, the steps that are being implemented could not have been implemented had they not been proactively implemented several months ago, right? And stations like CNN are focusing on the fact that he actually shook someone's hand instead of bumped elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Are you out of your mind, people? Really? It's crazy. It's crazy. This is crazy. Uh, I've got some questions coming in. Okay. So in fact, are, you guys have microphones out there too? So if you have a question, uh, we have a few mics out there. Raise your hand. We'll take them here. This came in from the chat. And, and then the can, I, chat. can I make a comment on the question thing? I'm going to help you, Tom, with yes. this. Okay. If you're here to ask a question, ask a question, right? Yes. We have a limited amount of time, so don't tell us a story or anything. Just ask us a question. And I mean to say that with the greatest respect, right? Because we want to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And if you're anything like me, you're going to want to tell a story. So don't tell a story, okay? <laughs> Just That's the beauty the about being on this side. Yeah, right. Tell stories. Right. All right. Okay, so this came in. Do you think martial law will come into action with society acting hostile? It's already kind of happening right now. Um, I think with respect... Well, define martial law. Okay, so, so in essence, martial law is a direct repudiation upon the checks and balances afforded to us by the Constitution, okay? The Constitution gives us the ability to be governed um, in a very, very specific way, and there are rules governing how people are supposed to govern us. Police officers enforce laws. If a police officer wants to enforce a particular law, that law must be created within the confines of state legislation, uh, the legislative, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think tentacles of the state and of the federal, uh, the, under the federal department, 
and, um, and then, uh, then those things get acted upon, right? Once something is put into law, if you don't like the way that that law works, if the executive signs off on it and doesn't veto it and you don't like the way it works, you can go to the courts and you can tell the judicial branch to keep it uh, accountable. That's why we have these branches in the government, right? This is why we have the executive. This is why we have the legislative. This is why we have the judicial. They're all checks and balances. The forefathers really did this well. And I recommend that every single one of you not only read the Constitution, but you read the Federalist Papers, okay? And uh, the whole idea of martial law was a great fear of the founding fathers. It would be something that would be done under the greatest and most extreme uh, situations. You ever heard of posse comitatus? Anybody ever heard of that, right? It's the laws that relate to the idea of soldiers coming in, right? People from branches of the military, the National Guard, so on and so forth, from actually enforcing the law. It's illegal. They can't do that right now. Unless the governor uh, declares a state of emergency, and then in doing so, there are very specific rules that he has to go by in declaring that state of emergency. So instead of going through those processes, when martial law, in essence, gets declared, the power of the executive is being abused in very extreme ways. And, you know, the governor is an extension of the executive on the local state level, right, or the state level. And so they'll say, well, we have an extreme situation here, so we're going to enforce laws that we haven't had the time to legislate or had the time to, to, uh, to comment on or anything like that, right? And so as a result, they do it. They do it just because they want to do it. It becomes a dictatorship in essence, and this can happen. It's very possible that something like this can happen. The way we get around that is we exercise the rights afforded to us as United States citizens to speak up and to get involved in these issues. If pressure was placed upon these lawmakers and these people who are governing, we would not see these problems. We wouldn't see it, okay? And I'll give you a quick example of this. You guys know that I have a real fun, I have a real love for aviation. And right now, for those of us that fly radio-controlled helicopters, uh, we share the national airspace, right? We go by lots of rules that the FAA puts across the table and so on and so forth. There's recent proposed legislation by the FAA to make things very difficult for us to pilot, more difficult than full-scale pilots to fly our helicopters in the air. So there is a comment period that exists when they give us this proposal. Over 50,000 of us spoke. Every single one of those comments have to be read they have to be classified and they have to be discussed. So because we all spoke up, that thing won't become a law for another 15 years. And if it does, it's gonna be heavily modified based on our voice. Christians think we're not gonna be able to make a difference. Yes, you can, right? But martial law is, is definitely a, a reality. Okay, we keep getting questions in here, which I'm gonna to go to, but I wanna check with you guys. You're here, let's go, let's take some questions. The, the, the statistics that you just shared about the 2.6 billion. 2.9. Or 2.1, oh, sorry. The yep. daily things. That, how can we as a government, how can Trump and the, the other statistics that are true that should be said, yeah. how can we continue to allow that to happen? Um, I ask that question every single day. The easiest way to combat that, the easiest way to combat that is be very vocal the same way I am about these news organizations and make sure people understand how much of an enemy of the people they are and how much uh, lying they do. And eventually, enough people will stop watching them. They can't sell ads to advertisers and they go out of business. It's the best way to do it. And pray. 
We've got to pray, right? We've got to pray. But we're, we're getting to the point where this is kind of like a state-run uh, kind of a media conglomerate. And praise God that the president has been bold enough to speak against it. Praise God. Forgive me for saying this. I never thought I'd say this. Praise God for Twitter. <laughs> praise God that the president is able to speak on his own and say what he's saying. And praise God that he has the following that he has. And praise God that the corrupt news media is stupid enough to continue to broadcast all the things that he tweets. Because regardless of what their opinion is about his tweets, the American people are paying attention. Amen. We have a lot more here. Um, now, I think I already know what I believe the answer is, because you kind of answered it already. But I see this coming. Do you think globalists will take full advantage of this situation to bring in their agenda? Yeah, they already are. Yeah, they already are. And there is an anti-colonialist anti mentality that has come into this country starting with President Obama. President Obama was the biggest pusher of that, and it's gotten to the point where it's ridiculous. You hear people like AOC in the House and some of these other people, they're pushing it like in ways that you can't even believe it. The Green New Deal, the Green New Deal isn't about saving the, the environment. The Green New Deal is about manipulating to get us to a place of communism and dictatorship. Yeah. There's That's what law, it is. There's climate laws right. that are already written, and, and I see all of this going the direction of being able to even enforce climate laws. There's vaccinations oh, that are connected on. with IDs, which you know, which we probably we should this. save for another time. I think, in fact, we're out of time. That, no, we are. I told you this would happen, <laughs> didn't I? All right, so this is what we'll do. We're going to take a few more questions. I got a few more here that are still coming in. I'm going to take a few more. Do you want James to come back? How, how, how often? Okay, we'll work on that. We'll get you back here soon. Assuming we can still meet without us all going to jail. All right, so I, had, I saw a question over there somewhere. Somebody, somebody had a hand. The Chinese government implied that our troops went over there with the virus. Was this a plant to put our chief executive in the limelight of that he sent them over there to do this to these yeah, people? Yeah, and, and it's actually a lie, and everybody knows it's a lie. The scientists that are worth a dime, the ones that actually know what they're talking about, actually knows where it originated from, and they know where it came from, and there's actually a lot of assumption, not that I want to get into any conspiracy theory or, or not, but it almost seems like this type of thing was actually manufactured in many ways. I don't know if it was. I hope not, and I pray that that wasn't the case, but truth be told, this is nothing that got delivered by U.S. troops. I mean, think about this, folks. Anybody who says, you hear that, if you hear anybody say that, then you go to them and you say, shame on you. Because the reason why I would do that, I would get in the face of anybody who says our U.S. troops would do it, is because you're implying that our United States military, the men and women, our veterans, are actually lack enough character and integrity to actually follow through with an unethical and immoral order. They would never do it. They would never do it. The greatest people in our country are represented by our military and our first responders. And if you think so little of them that you would say that they could do something like that, well, then shame on you. You probably shouldn't even be in this country. Amen. But it's your right to speak that way. Go ahead. You know, I'm all, you know, and, 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 and lots of people are doing crazy things right now. They're burning flags. I got asked the other day, you know, do you mind if I, would you mind if I protested by burning uh, the United States flag? I said, I don't have any mind. I don't mind you doing that at all as long as you roll yourself in it first. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, my, it's my mindset because it's like the craziness of people in doing that. We have boys and girls that are dying for that flag right? Don't ever let anybody say the, the lies that are being said about our country and these people. 
Amen. Amen. Questions? Down front, over here. We'll go over there, and before you walk down here, let's, whoever gets there first, that's where we're going. Oh, what do you, I think you just, well, let's see what happens. And? Have you heard of uh, Event 201 and the globalists who uh, uh, put out a $500 million bond for this pandemic? I, I, Can I you don't, say that again? I couldn't. Have you heard about the uh, Event 201 and the globalists who have uh, put out a $500 million bond for this pandemic? I never have, but to tell you the truth, there's probably all kinds of initiatives like that going on. I mean, I've never heard of that specific one, but you can bet your bottom dollar that things like that are happening. I mean, I don't know of this specific one, but things like that are happening, sure, sure. Um, my, my niece called me today and she lives down in the Monrovia, Arcadia area, and she said um, one of the nearby gun shops, she said the lines were out the doors. And oh, I yes. Just, I just wondered yeah. what your opinion was on what the general public might be thinking or doing. I have a friend with the gun shop and they sold out of everything yesterday yeah, or right. Friday. Yeah. Not yeah. toilet, they don't sell toilet paper though. So, yeah, so, okay. so um, go ahead. I, I think that the, uh, our constitution gives us the right to bear arms. And um, we should bear arms. There's a reason why we have the right to bear arms. I think now right? would be a good time to. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Just if for any reason, you know, protecting yourself. Uh, God is our protector, right? He's, he's, our, he's, he's our strength. He's our shield. I rely on the Lord for everything. Um, but you're going to get a rude awakening if you walk into my house, right? <laughs> you're walking into my house and you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. You're going to wish you never walked into it, right? Because I think we have that right and we should all take advantage of that right. Amen. Amen. Yep. Amen, Brother James. Any more questions out here? The microphone okay, coming the microphone. right behind you. We got to get on the mic because there's people on the internet that can't hear you. The governor has told us to self-isolate anyone over 60. I am 72. I refuse to do it. Will I be contradicting the law? To self no. what? To no. self-isolate. As, 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 as far as I know... Uh, these are recommendations being made, and the reason why they're not law is because if they did, they have a constitutional problem. And I think there's a whole army of lawyers that are willing to get in and slap some injunctions upon the governor, which, by the way, the governor has no regard for the, for the laws anyway. The governor has broken the law on so many levels, it's not even funny. The, 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 uh, the United States Supreme Court has ruled that churches, when they provide health insurance for their employees, don't have to pay for, uh, for abortion treatment. They don't have to pay for any of that. Well, the governor said, we don't care what the governor, we don't care what the, what the federal government says, we're gonna do it our way, okay? Try and make us change that. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So let me ask you this. It appears to me, we talked a little bit about this last week, uh, Bob Probert was here with me, and I said to me, this is me being a yep. prophecy guy and a kind of somewhat of a nut, I look at this. <laughs> I think the guys that aren't prophecy guys are nuts. Praise so the Lord. I, 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 you I'm guys serious. would agree with that because yeah. you're here. Yeah. <laughs> People anyway. watching online too. Yeah. It appears to me that it looks like a test run. Yeah, that's what I think. Because yeah, this virus is not that yeah. deadly. That's what I think. And I'm looking at it going, it, it's so it's odd the way the whole globe is going mm -hmm. this particular direction. Yep. And I, I, I'm looking at it. You can tell now what different populations in different areas, how they're going to react to something, right. who needs to be controlled. Right. You can see all kind. you can tell exactly who's just going to fall into line, yep. uh, controlling the media. And so when 
they really want to bring about something, they know where the hot pockets are, right. who the challenges are. Yep. Uh, so you look at this as a test run, and, and, and I, I'm thinking, I have two things on that, I want you to comment on that. At the same time, when we look in, we project into the tribulation period when the real pestilence comes. Yeah. People aren't going to be ready because no. this thing's going to go no. and people are going to go, you cried wolf, we aren't going to listen to you. So when the, uh, the pale horse of the book of Revelation comes and a quarter of the world's population dies, yeah. you can see why people will be caught off guard when a real pestilence comes. Right. So those two things, Yeah. Yeah. The, a test run and that. Look, it, okay, so the test run is exactly that. It's, it, we're going to see where we can go until the church starts meeting us with resistance. If they start doing things that are not right and we meet them with resistance right away, they're going to back down. It's just the way it goes, right? When we talk about the stuff that's going, that's going to go on during the tribulation, all of the things that's happening right now are conditioned for that, right? I'm teaching right now through the book of Ezekiel. And right now, we just finished going through Ezekiel 38, 39, and we, we've been going through the earlier part of that. Look, you just look at what's going on in the world today. L listen, I got hate mail six years ago when I would go on Pastor's Perspective with Don and say, I'm not worried about ISIS, I'm more worried about Iran, and I'm more worried about them being in cahoots with Russia, and I'm more, I'm more worried about them being in Syria, and I'm more worried about them you know, joining up with Turkey. Right? And had I told, which I did, had I told people that Saudi Arabia would be one of the nations objecting to the attack of Israel during that time, they would say, you're a kook. You're crazy. Right? Anybody been watching what's going on? Anybody seeing what's happening? Have you been watching what President Putin has been doing lately? And I say that with a very sarcastic way, President, El Presidente. Anyway, I'm going to just leave that alone. Have you, seen, have you seen what he's been doing? Yes. Have you been seeing the initiatives? Have you been looking at what he's done over the past week? Folks, pay attention. Open up your eyes. He is getting more aggressive about his positions north of Israel, and he's doing it right now because the whole world is worried about the coronavirus. Right? Saudi Arabia recently made a statement when they were kissing on and loving President Trump saying, we'll support you when you support Israel. The Bible said that would happen. The Bible spoke about that. I mean, think about this for a minute. Look at the position that Spain is beginning to have. They're not in cahoots anymore. I mean, guys, listen. The Lord is coming back soon, and it's about to happen, and if we as Christians are not being aggressive about this, if we're not speaking about it, if we're not making ourselves aware of the geopolitical environment, first of all, we're, lots of our loved ones are not going to see what's going on. You know the best form of apologetic of the Bible is prophecy. It's the, it's the best form of apologetic. So if I'm telling people exactly what's going on, and I'm speaking loud about those things right? I'm affecting change. Listen, the president of the United States is a nationalist, and nationalism is not a bad word, right? He cares about the United States. No wonder why he's supporting Israel. People are telling him, if you want the country to be blessed, support Israel, right? So, so the bottom line is this. If we as Christians are not pointing this out to people, and, we're, and you know, we're, lots of Christians are walking around going, no, I don't know any about that stuff. You know what, I'm a Christian. I don't vote for that stuff. I'm a citizen of, of heaven. I'm not a citizen of this world. Well, you better open up your eyes because politics start at the pulpit.
right? They don't end at the pulpit, they start at the pulpit. Can you imagine if every single pastor of every single church who had congressmen in it and senators in it and presidents and world leaders in it spoke up every time they made a stupid move? What are you doing? You're supposed to be a Christian. You think they'd be making those moves? No, because there's two people that are more influential in the lives of human beings than anybody else, right? It's mamas and pastors, right? And those are the two that you mobilize when you start speaking. And pastors are too scared to speak up. I saw an interview. This was, this was uh, mind-blowing. Kanye West gets interviewed by somebody recently. And this is something that he said, and it should make the heart of every pastor stand in trembling. He says, the many, many, many years that I was not walking with the Lord, every tour I went on, every place I went on, there were pastors that were by my side. Famous pastors, well-known pastors, but they were so enthralled with me that they didn't have the boldness to tell me I was going to hell. And he said, I'll never do that myself. Right? Now think about that. Where are the pastors? Why aren't the pastors speaking up in these situations? Why aren't they getting aggressive about these situations? They're not. And because they're not, right, we're watching all this stuff beginning to happen. If pastors spoke more aggressively about this and they spoke truth while teaching the Bible, while educating their people. I, I told myself this a long time ago when I started Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. I told myself, I will be damned. I use that word in my own heart. If I do not commit to the mindset of teaching the people of God, the word of God. And the word of God teaches us to be involved in these things. Amen. If we're not involved in them, we're done. Amen. And that's where that lands. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are a couple more questions there, but that was awesome. I think that this has been great. Hasn't Whew, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I knew on. all I had to do is just throw it out there and we're going to go. Can, can I make a recommendation, guys? And I've, I've never really done this before, especially you people that are watching online and you guys that are going. Um, there are several guys, if you're not following them online, you should be following them online right away because there are people that are very loud about this and they're speaking out about this. Write some of these names down if you can think about it, right? First of all, you should be following Pastor Tom. If you're not seeing the kind of stuff that Tom is outputting on a regular basis, you guys are, he is faithful to tell you guys the truth about these things. People look at it and they, some people say, oh, that's crazy. But notice this, guys, the people that have uh, always made a difference in this world are the ones that looked crazy when they were beginning to say the things that they were saying. And later they said, oh yeah, you were right, okay? So remember, there was a time where it was considered you know, crazy to think that we could treat the flu or common cold medicinally as opposed to cutting their bodies open and letting them bleed out, okay? So Tom's a good one. If you're not watching or following Jack Hibbs, get online, follow him, listen to him. I'm going to make a promise to you. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, James Cadiz, that's my, my handle on Instagram, I will start outputting more of this stuff. I haven't been doing a lot of it, but I'm going to start doing it because of the condition that we're in right now. And so if you want to go to Instagram, it's open. You don't have to ask permission. You can just hit follow me and, uh, and I'll start updating this. And Tom and I are also going to give you uh, later on where we've got a channel that we have together that's kind of been not active. We're going to work on that. But some of the things he's doing on YouTube are huge. If you have not subscribed, many of you will watch his YouTube channel, but you're not subscribing, you should subscribe. 
Because the more people subscribe, the more influence he has, and the more YouTube puts his videos out to people who don't normally hear them. So we should be subscribing and supporting those channels, right? Uh, whether it be the Tom and, and James, right? It's That's free. a good one. They're free. Yours. Yeah, these are all um, free to subscribe They're all to. free. They're all free, and the content is solid. It, listen, Tom is a dear friend of mine. We text each other like teenagers on a regular basis. He's laboring and sweating over these issues. Between me, uh, Tom, uh, uh, Don Stewart, uh, Barry, we're all texting each other like crazy. Jack and I are texting on a regular basis. We're going back and forth on some of the things that are going on, and we should be doing that. We should be encouraging one another to get out there and to make a difference and really do something. I told Jack the other day, I'm like, Jack, you better not stop what you're doing. You know the largest amount of views he has on one of his videos? Almost 2 million viewers. There's no reason why that shouldn't be happening with Tom's material. There's no reason why that shouldn't be happening with people that are taking a stand for the gospel. So subscribe. Do it right now when you're talking. Subscribe while we're talking. Subscribe. You can jump on my Instagram. I, I, and it's not a, for me, it's not a shameless plug. I think it's important. I, I think we should, we should really be going out of our way to do those things because when we do, we're allowing... We're, uh, listen, you have enough media lying to you, Right? Now we should start listening to the truth everywhere. And what's Amen. going on, it's so critically Amen. important. Amen. Um, I was going to pull up your Instagram because I just love that video you did the yeah. other day. <laughs> but with that, I also talked with James a little while ago before we came out here about doing with me Skype from Long Beach or wherever, or if he's out here, great. But that we can do these on a regular basis. We will. There's yep. the Tom and James show, or James and is it Tom and I James? Think it was, I think it was Whatever Tom it and James. Tommy James? Kind of like the, Tom and Jerry. Tommy James Tom and James. And Tom and James. <laughs> and, I can look uh, it up. That's on uh, uh, the... Uh, YouTube. Uh, that was YouTube also? I think that was YouTube. So, okay, I thought that was the other one. So we have YouTube channels, uh, but a lot more of this. You know, it, it's, we need it. Um, we're going we're gonna to watch the, this forced shrinking, and you're going to see it this week. I already read this tonight at 5 o'clock. So this is going to keep happening and happening and happening. You need to stay in touch. Those are all the ways you can stay in touch with me. I'll communicate to you guys. But we need to stay in touch, all right? We're a church family. We're going to heaven. And we're going to take as many people to heaven with us as we can. And right now, while we can, we're going to take advantage of every online uh, opportunity that we avenue that we have social media youtube oh, whatever it is real hope with tom and james okay is yeah. what it is real hope with tom and james okay there you go so uh that's that's we've already done a little bit on that we haven't produced we haven't sent those out yet have we you know you have 811 people watching here at the church right good. now it's pretty good praise the lord stay high yeah. to 800 oh and people. you have another thousand people that are sharing wow that's really praise cool the lord. Man. That's a lot of people good. are watching you bro very good. Very good. i love it yeah. no it's very good it is and um, <laughs> you know what, James, you know this, and we're all witnessing, people, you, know, you guys are here, we don't know, we don't, this might not happen quite the same way next week, I might be preaching to empty chairs, yeah. but people are taking these from Sunday nights, and they're having church, I hear it all the time, they'll be in Michigan, they'll be in Minnesota, they'll be on the East Coast, they'll be in Europe, uh, when you go to conferences, I hear from people in Europe, they go, yeah, this, <clears throat> this has become our church, and uh, so... That's the reality of the world that we live in. And uh, with that, you've got to be connected right now, okay? Amen? And speak up, guys. Please, call your governor's office. Call your state representative's office. Be aggressive about these issues. Tell them it's unacceptable for them to restrict you gathering in the church. Freedom of religion. We should be very vocal about these things. 
And, um, you know, we, we're going to do whatever we can within the law to fight this, right? Um, we're not the type of people like fight the power no matter what, by any means necessary. That's not our heart, right? But we are going to go through every legal tool that God has given us to fight this, to be able to allow the gospel to be preached and to do the things that they do. Because if it starts here, it's going to end with our online presence. And, and these corporations will start taking down the voice that we have. And um, we're not going to allow that to happen. We're going we're gonna to be very vocal and adamant about it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. you want to pray us out? Yes, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, for the declaration you give in your word that you indeed are good and that you are God. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. You are faithful. And we know that that is certain, Lord. And we thank you for you continuing to show up in our lives. We thank you for you continuing to be here. Give us boldness, Father. We pray that the words that we shared would be inspirational to your people, to the many that are listening, the thousands that are hearing this, Lord, uh, to the hundreds that are here uh, uh, under 250. And Lord, we just pray, God, that, that Lord, um, you would just do the work in our hearts that's necessary. Lord, if you could turn the world upside down with 12 people, I can't imagine what you would do with the amount of people watching right now. Inspire us to righteousness. Inspire us to righteous living that we would seek you with a whole heart. We love you, Father God, and we thank you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.